Welcome to the Return Within Podcast. I'm your host, Stormy Kelcher. In the Return Within Podcast, we explore the human experience, subtle body energy, animal communication, plant medicine, and so much more. I'm so glad you're here. Let's begin. Hello, hello, friends. Well, I have definitely had a very interesting couple of months. I really, um, I feel like as an intuitive and as a seer that I still have to be open to like the mystery and really just the surprise of life in general. And I will say that definitely recently (laughs) I've been like, wow, lots of surprises, lots of things I never realized. Um, And it's been really beautiful, but also very like making my nervous system feeling a little bit on edge because it's like, wow, lots of stimulation, lots of integration, lots of time where I need to, or lots of time that's needed for me to settle. You can come say hi, Calliope. Um, a lot of time for me to settle, for me to get into my nervous system, for me to connect to my body more. And it's been really like a big shift energetically. Um, you know, like I would say the person I was in February is not who I am now. And like the person I was in January is not who I am now. It's like the energy is moving so quickly and so fast in my life and in the planet. So I don't really know like what's next. And I think that that's something that people often, they're like, oh, you're an intuitive. Like you should be able to see what's next. Like, yeah, but also like I have to surrender to the greater picture of my journey and just trust that, you know, source and God or the universe really has my best interest at heart. You know, like one of the things that I'm finding very interesting also, this is kind of like a paradoxical comment, but one of the things I'm finding really interesting lately is that a lot of the visions and a lot of the inner knowings I had like 10 plus years ago are like coming to fruition right now. And what's really interesting to me is that often when I see visions, um, I just let them play out. Like I don't attach to them as much, you know, there's like certain ones that I have and that has caused a lot of like anxiety in me because it's, I'm not allowing energy to flow the way it needs to flow. But recently these visions have been playing out and it's not in the way that I thought they were going to play out, but they're playing out in the way that I felt the energy of like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And it might not be like, quote unquote, perfect or like in this space or in that space or like I'll have this X amount of money or this X amount of I have my home or I have this degree, but it's been very, because those are all really ego-based things. So it's like a lot of the visions that are like really playing out heavily right now um, have been really surprising. And also I'm really grateful that the visions are playing out the way that they are because 
the way that I had envisioned it, it wouldn't have worked, right? So it's like me allowing that space for spirit and the universe to just take care of things rather than me projecting everything that I think that it has to be or the way that I think it has to play out. That has been a really big learning lesson for me in this moment. (laughs) Very big. You know, one of the things that has really come up for the month of April is surrender. Like just surrender to the flow that comes and let it be. And that's going to be very difficult for a lot of us because we've been in this very tight squeeze, you know, the last couple of years, lots of high energy, you know, and Aries season is here and Aries season is a fire sign. I'm a fire sign. And we love to scorch and torch and we love to like just rise from the hell burning ashes of whatever. And it's fun. It's a really fun season. And that's kind of like incongruency to fire. It's like just burning away what doesn't need to be there anymore and burning away old stories and old ideas. You know, one of the really interesting things that's happened to me recently is that I had a really good friend come to town for a couple of days and we haven't really spoken in a couple of years. And I was a little nervous because of like previous hurts between us. And when this person came, the energy between us was so different and it was like, it felt solid. It felt more solid than it had before. And when the person had left, I was asking my spirit team, like, what is this new feeling? Like, what is this new feeling that I'm having of like, it feels more solid. It feels like the communication's better, you know, and the thing that they told me was that, you know, you've been releasing so many old programs and projections towards people that it's now going to start influencing and changing your relationships with people that are going to be new and that people who have been in your life previously. And they were like, it's not necessarily about the other person. It's about you. It's always been about you and your perception changing and your neural pathways changing and your beliefs changing. And I find that fascinating so fascinating and it's like me being able to experience that firsthand it's really like I feel like I'm like living this like double life because it's like I see this old version of what I used to be like and how I used to treat people and treat myself and conversations I've had in the past to now and how I'm like communicating more effectively and I'm like standing my ground and I'm having serious conversations and hard conversations with people and it's like, I'm seeing these two sides merge and it's really beautiful. So back to like my visions that I've had from years ago, years ago, it's really interesting because like if I, the last 10 years didn't do all the work I've done, if I haven't done all the healing and all of the really self-reflection and growth and like really putting myself first I don't think that those visions would have come true. And I think that's why when I initially had the visions, it was in a different setting than it is now, because that just tells me that the energy's changed and that the environment's changed and I'm just flowing with what to be. And like the things that are playing out were always meant to be. They just had to like find some air and some breath space, you know, to like be a little bit more fluid. 
And it wouldn't have been successful had I not done all of this work or not successful, but it really wouldn't have been able to be as pivotal and as beautiful as it is now. And that's something that I really want people to take in consideration. You know, I think often when people come to me for sessions, I make it very clear that I am not going to read your future. Like, yeah, I can see possibilities. I can see openings. I can see uh, the channels of like where you could go. I also see like what your soul needs to learn in this lifetime and those lessons that are going to keep coming until you master it. And so I see all of that, but it's never my job to tell somebody like, oh yes, you're going to have this. Oh yes, this. And oh yes, that. That's not my business. It's my business to have people connect to who they are because I feel like that's more authentic and that's more real. And that is much easier than trying to live this like projection life of like, this is what your life should look like rather than like, let's move it into the conversation of like, you need to take care of yourself. Like we need to do some aura healing. We need to work on the energetics. So then if these opportunities come, you're not frazzled. You're not feeling out of place. You feel more aligned and you feel more grounded with who you are. And that is so important to me in my practice, my personal life, in my business. And, you know, also like really surrendering to not attaching to visions that seem to be like, oh, that's going to save me or, oh, that's going to change everything or, oh, that's like, I just have to wait it out until that happens. I know so many people who have done that and they, the visions never come true and they wind up being very disappointed because they weren't actively engaging in the present moment to create that life for themselves. You know, it's like spirit always tells you what's possible. You have to be able to be in alignment with spirit and move forward with spirit rather than just wait in the waiting room and ask, you know, and, and yes, there are moments where you have to kind of like be in the threshold waiting period, but that period also is very pivotal for release and change and surrendering and, making a difference in your life. And so there's like these different concepts to explore these upcoming weeks and months around this. Um, You know, and I, like I know I've been told things by psychics and intuitives. I have. And it's ironic because none of it's ever come true because it was coming from outside of me you know, and it was very futuristic based. It wasn't present based. And so what I've learned is that when I'm in a session like that and I get information like that, I just have to let it go. Like I cannot attach to the outcome of my life. Like I just trust that I will be guided in the way that I need to be guided and that I will do the work for myself and I will move in a way that's more in alignment for me. And if what somebody said doesn't fit in the alignment in the future, then I can just let it go. So that's something to think about. Clypey, she loves flames. She's such a flame girl. It's really interesting. She just like is obsessed with candles and she like loves to put her face right in it. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. (laughs) She's been doing that since she was a little girl. Anyway, or a little kitty. Um, little kitten. So I guess today's topic 
I've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, I'm kind of like, should I talk about topics or should I just like let things flow, you know, and I feel like I'm just going to let things flow, like whatever comes up, comes up. And so one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot recently is using discernment and understanding projections within the spiritual community or in just in life in general. You know, it doesn't have to be the new age community or spiritual community. It could just be the human experience. And one of the things that I really wanted to talk about and might like, I don't know, I'm hoping that people stay curious with this topic because it's more important to me that people feel discernment in their own hearts and alignment in their own hearts than it is for them to always agree with me. So one of the things that I've been seeing a lot recently is like on Instagram or like social media, like spam accounts, um, like spamming people. And so it's like a really popular account. And then like this other, you know, spam account gets created and they contact people and they're like, soul grand soul rising we have a message for you like please we would like to send a message blah 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 and it's like the person who actually runs the business who has like the real account would never send stuff like that and i've seen so many intuitives and psychics and shamans and whatever like post like this isn't us report 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 um okay so here's the deal okay i while yes, I think that when people get taken advantage of, it is um, dangerous. Yes, but I also think that the most key ingredient to spirituality and life in general is discernment. Period. Period. Like if it feels off, it's a no. It, it's a no. And also, like this whole I'm contacting you for a reading, like reach out to me, that's very fraudulent energy. And I think that people need to understand that you need to be able to recognize that or you're going to keep getting sucked into shit that's not yours, right? Like I even know people who don't have spam accounts and they are like, it is them and they'll send readings or like they'll send information like that. And I'm just like, nope, like, you know, I, I'm not getting involved and I'll just delete it. Like, I don't even care what the message is. I'll just delete it and remove it. It really, like, yes, I feel a lot of compassion and for sympathy for people who have been taken advantage of with that. But also, like, you need to develop some blinders and you need to develop some discernment and some understanding of what is real and not real and who to trust and who not to trust and how to really play out with your intuition of like, is this real? Is this not real? You know? And also quite frankly, like (laughs) you, you have to be able to understand that in spirituality and in human life, people get taken advantage of a lot. And people really need to start developing stronger org fields and like stronger energetic boundaries and mental and emotional and physical boundaries to realize when they're being taken advantage of or to realize when something is off. And so 
that's my take on this. You know, like I'm not interested in like people DMing me and being like, oh, this is a spam account. I, it's not my business. Like use your discernment. I'm not going to waste my energy on it. Like it, it just doesn't seem, I, I mean, like it's not my business. It's just not. It's just not. And that's just like the manipulation tactics that are like floating around right now. And so just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. The the other thing I really want to talk about was like this idea of projections in the spiritual community. So this is really interesting because I'm in the midst of like creating um, a couple of classes and new courses for people. And a lot of like the most frequently questions I get are like, what does this aura color mean? And what does that aura color mean? And there's like so many books out there who are like, each color represents this and this and this, right? I think we've, if you really have done any like under like research or exploration, there's like chakra root is red, you know, solar plexus is yellow, um, or solar plexus. Yeah, sacral plexus is orange, whatever. Here's the thing. So when I first started out, like really studying energy, I was really attached to all of those things because I was like, oh, that's how I'm going to see auras. You know, this is what it means. But once I would say like five or six years ago, when I finally was just like, I am not going to read any more spiritual books. I'm not going to invest any more money in this. Like, I'm so fed up with this and I just like surrendered completely. That's when everything started to make more sense in terms of colors. And it's not necessarily that the descriptions that people have been sharing were wrong. It was just like, I myself had to fine tune my gifts to understand what the colors and the textures and the feelings and the smells and how those work together for me as an intuitive. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, how do I say that? It's not like I was. (sighs) Okay. So yes, some of those colors that I see are still in similarity to what people talk about. Right. But I understand that when I'm looking at somebody's aura field and there's multiple colors playing out and some of them blend and some of them like zigzag each other or like ripple with each other like that has a specific meaning to me and often that's the more finer tuned energetic work that I do and people are like wow that was so spot on and that is something that I really have worked towards so I'm not really gonna say to people in these upcoming courses and just in general like oh this color means that and this color means this and this color like no there is so many possibilities to what things could mean and there's fluidity in that like yes there might be a general reference point but really when you start diving into the deeper areas of your energetic abilities and your intuitive abilities you have to make it for you like you cannot take somebody else's information and try and form it into yours because that's not discernment and that's not most of the time it's not in alignment for people because you have to create what's for you like what your soul knows and it's really ironic because now since i've released this like idea of like following other people's ideas of what colors and textures and feelings and whatever means 
Um, it's really funny because the people that I absolutely trust in their abilities and like how they perform um, within their work and how they, you know, bring forward their teachings, we're both very, like, we're all very similar you know, but we're all very like, you need to stay in your own lane when it comes to learning this stuff. Like take what you like, take the information, absorb it, but then like make it your own, like adapt it to who you are, adapt it to what you understand and what you, because it's, everyone has different experiences and everyone has different brain processings. And so it's like, you have to make it adaptable to you and like who you are as a person. That being said, one of the things that also kind of bothers me sometimes, and I've had to really work through this a lot the last year, especially because I'll give an example. I, well, I haven't even said what it is. I'm a little nervous about this, but it's fine. So when it comes to like images of people or like ascended masters or like Lumerians, um, and like people will paint these photos or like these mass photos of these individuals or these beings and plaster them all over the world. Um, I was in Mount Shasta back in January and February and November, whatever. It was a, it feels like a lifetime ago. And like Mount Shasta is known for Lumerians. And so there was Lumerian, quote unquote, Lumerian pictures everywhere. And I remember I was like in the car, I was stopped at a stop light or red light. And I looked and there was a metaphysical store and there was like this big picture of what they were appearing Lumerians to look like. And the feeling that I, and like what I saw was like, no, I've met the Lumerians. They don't look like that. And so that's not to say that it was wrong. Like maybe the person who channeled that was channeling from their own experience, which is totally valid. But that image was not in resonance with me. And what bothers me is like so many people around the world are like, oh, that's what Lumerians look like. So they like attach this projection. And rather than going and connecting to Lumerians themselves and then like meeting them themselves and, you know, really developing that relationship with them. Um, but instead, like using these images, which we all know, like we're prone to programming through images and sounds and language. And it's like we as humans have to like pull. It's like more matrix work. Like you have to pull yourself out of the matrix and like actually connect to the thing and the being and the source rather than what this like foggy false narrative or like these like projections are all being played out. And that, again, refers to the discernment 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 you know discernment of like does that really like does that really resonate with me um one of the things that i know is going to be like people are going to get a little grouchy with me about because this is such a high triggered conversation anyway and this refers to mary magdalene um one of the things that <laughs> okay so i'm totally going to do an episode on mary magdalene and my relationship to mary magdalene but I'm not going to do it right now. I just want to talk about this briefly. <laughs> so when I was a kid, Mary Magdalene would come to me frequently. And like, I grew up in a church where it's like Mary Magdalene was not spoken of. So I really had no images of Mary Magdalene other than the images and visions that I was getting. Um, 
like personally. So there was really no pictures, you know, yeah, there was Mother Mary around. Like I saw a lot of Mother Mary pictures, but with Mary Magdalene, there really wasn't a lot of projections in my church. So I didn't really have that programming. And I really didn't know who she was, you know, like she was just somebody who talked to me and a lot and she was very close to me. But when I got older um, and I was like really starting to pull apart the healing aspects of my relationship to the church I grew up in, my relationship to the Mormon church, my relationship to my family and religion. Um, and I was, I found out about Mary Magdalene. I was like, oh yeah, I know Mary Magdalene. And I like never really knew like quote unquote her story, but I started getting books about her and I started reading books and I was like, this isn't it. I was like, this isn't her. And a lot of it was because there was a lot of like projections of like what she should have been like or what people believed that they were channeling. And again, maybe it was correct in that time period, but it doesn't resonate with me now, me personally. And I kept seeing all these images of her and I was like, that's not what she looks like. And again, to this day, like people are still practicing and like really pushing this narrative around her of like what she wore, what color she wore, um, you know, her training and da, 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 da. Like, I think that with Mary Magdalene, I'm not necessarily interested in like her, her like physical human life. I'm more interested in like her spiritual essence and like what she knows as a spiritual being. And I'm far more interested in that than like the like nuances of like, oh, she um, wore red and she was, you know, anyway, there's like a bunch of stuff that really I'm going to have to go into more depth about. But one of the things when I went to Mount Shasta, again, Mary Magdalene comes to me in dreams a lot. And I kept seeing pictures of her as well, you know, alongside the Lemurians of like her wearing these clothes and like what she was projected to look like. And, you know, a lot of people still project this idea of what she looks like rather than connecting to the actual essence of her and the actual being of who she is. And I mean, like if she comes to you in ways that are resonated with society or like how society's teaching about her or, you know, really anything, fine. That's just how you need to see it right now. And, but for me, I've had to like, I see her a lot more fluid than people want to make her out to be. You know, I don't see her in red. I don't. And that really sets, like, people get really defensive about that. And I'm like, really research what red means. You know, like, yes, there's the story where she went to Caesar and she changed the egg red. Like, yeah, but also she's a multidimensional being. Red could be a color that was an essence of who she was in this lifetime, but it doesn't mean that that's who she is as a multidimensional being, right? Even with people... So as a side note, even with people, and when I see their energetic fields, like, yeah, there's like normally a dominant color, but there's so many other colors that are in the field. You know, there's so many other things that are working through it. And so this is just something to think about, you know, think about where you're projecting like 
taking societal information and like other people's channelings and then like making it you know more acceptable for your brain you know i would much rather be interested in the truth and connecting to the actual essence of the being rather than all of these projections of like oh it's like this and it's like that and having all these like very clear um these like very clear directives right I'm far more interested in like knowing the soul and like the being itself rather than the lifetime that they lived because that's how we all are like we all have lived multiple lives or like some of us more than others but that's you know that's part of the soul's journey so these are just things to think about like where are you noticing a lot of projections not only in the spiritual community, but in life of like what things are supposed to look like, why they're supposed to look this way. You know, are you really connecting to the essence or are you just taking projections that other people have told you that's what it is? These are just things to think about. Just things to think about, you know, and like I said before, if it's like your inner knowing does match what society or like channelings are telling you, great at least you know what's true for you, right? I would much rather people be true to themselves and true to their inner knowing than just like latch on to this follow the path, like follow the leader. Like I have to follow the guru mentality because we are moving out of that completely. And I am really grateful that we're moving out of that. So anyway, I hope that this podcast was... It was a different one. It was definitely different. Um, If you like this podcast, please leave a review. Um, Send me a message. I love reading your messages. It's always so exciting to share these episodes. I never really know what I'm going to talk about until I plug in the podcast microphone. And um, I'm just so grateful to be doing this work. And I'm so grateful to be sharing this with people. Uh, Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And... Happy April 1st tomorrow. Cheers.